right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's going to do the news. Rick Delgado's got What Even Is That? Coming up 9 o'clock. Slick Rick's got sports throughout the show. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Like that shirt, Paul. Reagan president. Best ever. <laughs> the best president ever. Like that shirt. How are you, Mr. Nolan? I'm excellent, my friend. How are you is the big question. How are you, my friend? No one ever asked how's Damon. Yeah, nobody, I ask him. Nobody, nobody, we always nice. ask him. I asked you last night. Uh, you oh, stop. Yeah, oh, always stop. About, you know what it is? Oh, You're so old now. You don't even his, remember. His face cream, his haircut, his boots, his whatever. Damon and I went through the tape today. We went through every opening for the last uh, three years. You guys only asked 1.3 times total. That's right. How many of those were you in? None. <laughs> I don't work here. I see Gio I'm, always trying to zero, stir the pot. 0.0. 0. You so. know, Gio, if I made the kind of money you did, I, I would never miss either. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best line all night. <laughs> I would never miss either. Oh, man. I'll tell you who has no give in them uh, besides Paul. That's the FBI director who I saw on a little bit with Brett Baer tonight. And he's just, no, he's just, no. There's no second guessing. There's no nothing. I know we haven't found the, the pipe bomb uh, person from the DNC, RNC on January 6th or 5th, whatever it was. And Nope. I got all the confidence in the world of those people on that. We got all kinds of resources onto that one specific investigation. Okay. How's it going? I guess he's not going to tell us. Can't tell you about that. It's an nope. ongoing Can't investigation. How about the informants on January 6th? Well, Brett, you know that I, I can't speak to that either. And by the way, he see, he learned his <laughs> lesson. He, the one lesson he did learn, and when trying to answer that question, because I saw he was asked by um, that guy in Congress who I love. He's got that deep draw voice. I can't remember. I think he's from Louisiana, maybe. Can't think of the guy's name. I really like yeah, him. Yeah, he's great. He asked him, and uh, he says, well, I can't. Well, he says, well, shouldn't you just be able to say no? That's the point. <laughs> So he learned his lesson that day. So when Brett asked him tonight, he said, well, Brett, as you know, I can't speak to uh, things like this. And don't take my inability to speak on it as some kind of a lean either way to the answer of your, of your Twitter question or something like that. So he's trying to, trying to say, by me not answering, it doesn't mean the answer is yes. When we know the answer is yes. And uh, whoever just asked in the chat why I watch Fox, I don't watch Fox. It was on my social media clips. It was on my Twitter. That's where I saw the clips. I didn't watch the interview on Fox because I don't watch Fox. Sometimes I listen to it in my car on the drive home. But I don't watch Fox for the most part. I watch Levin on Sunday nights maybe once, once in a blue moon. There's nothing else on after football season's over. The only thing I'll ever watch on Fox is honestly like Tucker's opening rants you know, all through social media. Um, and sometimes Gutfeld, he's funny. I like him. Yeah. I yeah. Like him. I'll watch Gutfeld. That's who I watch. Yep. So have you seen any clips of the FBI director, anybody? I did see, I did see one like quick one. Um, and it was like, it was, it was just a nothing answer. I was like, all right, I guess I'd have to sit down and watch the whole thing to understand it. But I, I don't have that kind of time. 
Yeah, who's got that kind of time for that? Especially, kind of especially time for nonsense because he's not going to answer any questions anyway. Nope. He's not really going to say anything. He's just up there paying lip service, and uh, hopefully now you'll leave me alone because I came and did your stupid interview. That's guys. Speaking of non-answers, did you see any of the archivist uh, hearings today? Uh, no, I saw Josh Hawley t- or somebody take her apart. <laughs> she wouldn't answer a question. Yeah, was it Hawley? Yeah, it was Holly, yeah. and then the, even uh, I saw Rand Paul's. He was good, um, but all, again, all like, these you know. Biden nominees—they're—they're they're all the reprehensible. They're all reprehensible. There, there was an open border uh, guy sitting there today. I don't know who he is, but I mean, just to, to listen to listen to him talk, you just shake your head and think these people live on a different planet than we do. What is this guy talking about? He's one of these like, uh, if we don't let just everybody in. That's why the labor market here is so, uh, is so uh, you know, needy. Because 5 million illegals is not enough, is basically his argument. Magalulu says Clay Higgins? Yes, Clay Higgins. Yes. Love Clay Higgins. That's who it is. <laughs> He's the one who asked him about that question first. That's what first. makes the audience so awesome. It's like having a whole research team with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, that's who it was. And he asked him, and he said, well, shouldn't you just be able to say no? So he learned his lesson that day and tried to get, he tried to had to give have had to give Brett the cliff notes on his answer like well don't take it that don't Clay Higgins me Brett basically right. is what he was saying bro um <laughs> what was I saying before that oh all these Biden nominees they're all just you you try to watch these I mean, Matt Gates even with the uh, Matt Gates today I saw some clips of him with somebody from the uh, Department of Defense asking about the Ukraine money and. Just they just want you know they're just pre-programmed robots with these answers. They know then they have to jump in and then of course the media frames the congressman as the as as, as the one getting out of line. These guys won't they won't answer the questions. I mean I just they take more patience than I would if you just ask a direct question just to expect some answer not just gibberish. Well we have a law that was been. Can you testify truthfully <laughs> that the law regarding the money blah, 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 is, 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 um, is being honored? Is basically what Gates was talking to this guy about. Well, you know, Congressman, under that 1990, it's, it's yes or no. Can you sit here and testify under oath truthfully that it's being followed? Well, you know, when it falls into, they just keep going in these other directions. It's so aggravating. They all do it. They're all pre-programmed robots. To give these answers when they're under oath, that they don't actually give any answers. Right. Yeah, and they always uh, start the start the answer off with, "Well, I I I appreciate you taking the time and inviting right. me here to ask me this question, a question that I believe is uh, something that really needs to be talked about because it's a question about a question that should have been talked about much more, and we should get to that question. Yeah, in a meeting two weeks from now. That's about right. That's and that about would what be it the answer. Like. <laughs> yeah. What's your what even is that about tonight? Ah, well, that would be a question that we have to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We should have a meeting about having a meeting on this. And and then discuss it. Well, what is it about, really? um, Don't make me beat it out of you. It is. uh, Oh, really? Okay. Um, It's about getting everybody caught up. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, What what the heck is that Current events, baby. (laughs) Yes. Maybe some current events you may have missed. Oh. Oh. 
because uh, you've been you've been distracted with other things. Oh, okay, very good. I'm on the edge of my seat. Paul can't wait, of course. Uh, Slick Rick, what's coming up in sports? I'm uh, Delgado's biggest fan. Of course you are. Go well. We got a big NHL trade with the New York Rangers today. We're going to announce that as well as uh, Djokovic sets a new tennis record, incredible record, and uh, several GOP states looking to put a ban on trans athletes in women's sports, and that looks like it's going to really hold. So we're going to have that story as well from Breitbart. All right, very good. Uh, we'll get to all of that. We got a crazy town. I mean, I was thinking of Geo today. Again, not. I was just seeing clips fly by, and I was thinking, man, Geo's working overtime today because this guy is off the rails. <laughs> I, saw some of that. I could just imagine. I was what thinking Geo probably had a bottle of vodka in here today or something, going trying to figure out what to do for. Between is this Englishes, although I don't see an is this English in here, which is interesting because I think I I think I put a bunch of them unless I'm missing it. But maybe he didn't think they were appropriate. I had a bunch of is this Englishes I put on Twitter today because I just couldn't figure out. I think man, there were oh, seven, right? Did you do seven? Oh, my God. There was <laughs> there was so many parts of this thing today. I'm, I'm sure they're all in here. So uh, we'll just hopefully see them all in crazy town. But, I mean, I was thinking of Gio just had to be. Well, Gio, you just had to be just off off your rocker today trying to put this thing together. Did you not think those were good is, is this Englishes? Is that why? By the time you tweeted them, I was working on what even is that, but they probably should all be in the crazy town. Okay. All right, so we'll get to crazy town. We'll get to other things, and we'll spend some time on the Supreme Court today um, and Biden's um, redistribution of welfare, student loan debt on, on how that went today. But a couple things I want to start with. We've got a little time here because we talked about this yesterday. Matt Vespin Town Hall today takes it on as we – Started talking about it yesterday and towards the end of the show about why Joe Biden seemingly has no plans. By the way, hi to everybody in the getter chat. Ginger, Nick387, Info Geek, Tommy Brees, Ugly American Rick. Oh, that's you. Hey, that's me. Um, Cowabunga, American Patriot Party. <laughs> Cowabunga in the house. Hammer Chunk. Chuck. Hammer Chuck. 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 Hammer Chuck. Chuck. Not Hammer Chuck. Chuck. That's Hammer what I said. Hammer Chuck. Like the fat version of Hammer Chuck? Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, everybody's we call in there. Him now. Why is Joe Biden ditching East Palestine? No, it's very simple. First sentence of his um, article in Town Hall today. It's because uh, he's vindictive, number one. And it's all political, number two. And that's exactly right. It's all political, and it's all vindictive. And why is it vindictive? Because he doesn't see his voter base there. And that's why Joe Biden has no interest in East Palestine. It has to do with the 2020 election and who lives there. And it's nothing more complicated or, or, or more simple than that. Send the, two incompetent, send the incompetent transportation secretary. I saw the EPA director there today was asked, point blank, would you have your nine-year-old kid drink the water here or play in the creek? No. Meanwhile, everybody else, oh, everything's fine, guy. Come on back. Don't worry about the water. The stupid governor there drinking the water. Head of the EPA there today asked directly, would you drink it or have your kids play in the stream? No. So if you live there, who the hell are you supposed to listen to? Well, hopefully you listen to your own common sense, knowing that you can't trust anything that comes out of the government at all. But back to Mr. Vespa, he said there's no significant voter block of the Democratic Party that resides in this area. That's exactly right. Ohio lost its battleground state status last cycle. So what's the point of going there in Biden's mind? It's a town comprised of working class whites who voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. He could have ended the article right there in one paragraph. 
That's why Joe Biden has no interest in going there. And as he points out, the former president, Trump, visited the area, delivered supplies, bought lunch for its exhausted first responders at the local McDonald's. Joe Biden doesn't care about white people in rural America. Once again, this administration was caught painfully behind in its response. What's disturbing is that the ethos of this White House appears to be floored. Anything can go wrong under their watch. They may not be political, political points to be scored here, Joe, but as president, you should have gone. But we all know you won't because you're an incompetent ignoramus. And again, he could have ended it after the first paragraph. White working class people who voted for Trump don't fit any checkboxes that, as, as the press secretary has told us here in the last even couple of days in the press briefing room, they have no interest in. They have interest in um, identifying as the, on the uh, racial this and identifying on the uh, LGBTQ plus IUK whatever uh, this and um, on the diversity that and what color you are, or what gender you are, who you uh, spend your nights with, who you're in bed with. That's all they care about. White working class people who voted for Trump, <laughs> the hell do we need to go there for? There's nothing in there for us. And that's it. It's no, it's no more complicated than that. That's what it is. All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll continue with this. We'll get into the student debt. We'll get into sports, news, crazy town, LOL. It's all coming up on a busy Tuesday. Studio 6B, 17 past the hour on a Tuesday night. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Gang's all here. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Just quickly back to Matt Vespa's piece about why Biden won't go to Ohio. He draws the analogy to say that it's also like Afghanistan all over again. If you remember when that erupted, everyone was nowhere to be found as well there. Uh, Biden, Blinken, Saki, all on vacation. Uh, so very similar in that in that respect as well. So just totally out to lunch the whole the whole lot of them. Um, and he says the lies Joe Biden tells are continue to be numerous. Like I'll be a president for everyone. Is it got to be at the top of the list? He's president for Americans in the cities and along the coast. That's it. But disaster strikes in Red America, you're on your own. In the case of East Palestine, Ohio, where a toxic train crash could create an environmental catastrophe. He'll even have his people tell you that drinking the water is safe to consume. Joe isn't a nice, I've told you this for as long as I've been doing this. Joe Biden is not a nice old man with a grandfatherly disposition. He's a cantankerous, petty, vengeful, um, angry old loser. I added that. That's not in his article, but that's the truth. I thought you were going to say sod. Yeah, well. Like an English word. Silly old sod. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and he says we saw that when he delayed the federal aid there for over two weeks. So you get the point. Well, the funny thing is th- that he made this big thing when he was asked about it. Remember when he got back from Ukraine? Are you gonna, or, or when he was in Ukraine? And, and he said, are you going to go to uh, to Ohio? And he said, well, we had the EPA there in the first couple hours. It's like, okay, 
Well, that's their job. That's their job yeah. to be on the yeah, ground exactly. the first two hours. That's like that's it's like, not, they're not an extension of you. It's not like hey, it's almost like Joe's here. It's a, it's a hologram. No, that's the EPA. That's what they do. Right. The fire department showed up down over on Elm Street. That's during the Biden administration. Yeah, nothing to do with you, Joe. That's their job. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Yeah. What a, what a ma- maroon. All right, let's do some sports. 19 past the hour. And here with that is Slick Rick. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow. MyPillow 2.0 with uh, temperature regulating technology. Buy one, get one free with our code LFS6B. And anything else you want to buy, 10 to 60% off, whether you're uh, looking forward to Father's Day or Mother's Day or anything else you got coming up. Great place to shop uh, my pillow. Use our code LFS6B, and we do appreciate it when you do that. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, we got another rodeo from the weekend. Oh. We didn't get a chance to report on it. It's a Tuesday night tango. Here we go. Georgia <laughs> National Rodeo from the Reeves Arena in Perry, Georgia. And uh, we have that all underway. Al- all around cowboy from the weekend was Juan Alcazar. Picked up 2029 for steer wrestling and team roping. Bareback winner Lane McGee, 84 points on Barnes, PRCA's radio, Holy Falls. Steer wrestling, Will Loomis, the great Will Loomis, 4.2 seconds. Team roping, Catch Crawley and Rodney Melton, 5.5 seconds. Saddlebronk, Brady Hill, 85 and a half points on Born PRCA Rodeo's Red Horse Crossy. Tie down, Palo back, Palo back the second, 9.7 seconds. Bauer racing, Nicole Love, great score, 14.44 tenths. And bull riding, Kane the Man Jolly, 86 points on Big Rafter Rodeos, Resistol's Road. Kane the Man Jolly. That's a new rodeo name for me. $81,569. Small rodeo, but rocking it in Georgia. So we keep an eye on the rodeo. We'll have more coming up on Friday, of course. And, uh, well, big trade in the NHL today. Patrick Kane traded to Rangers from Blackhawks for 2023 second round pick and more. Aaron Walsh, Bleacher Report. Chicago Blackhawks star Patrick Kane is on his way to the New York Rangers in exchange for a conditional second round pick and a fourth rounder in 2023 ahead of the NHL's March 3rd deadline according to Daily Faceoff's Rick Saravalli. Uh, ESPN's Emmy, Emily Kaplan reported on the details of the conditional selection. The Rangers are acquiring Patrick Kane for a 2023 conditional second round pick and fourth pick. Per sources, the conditions of the second round pick turns into a first if the Rangers make the conference finals. However, that first round pick could be in either 2024 or 2025. It was a tough decision for Kane to part ways with the Blackhawks. TSN's Darren Drager reported July 20 that the forward was undecided on whether he wanted to request a trade from the franchise and he decided on a move and hadn't decided on a move until Tuesday. He spent 15 career years with the with the team, his entire career with the Blackhawks, winning three Stanley Cups and being named to the All-Star Game four times. The 33-year-old recorded 1,225 points, 446 goals, 700 Seven assists in 1,161 games. The guy is a bona fide star. You like the trade? Uh, well, talking with Paul earlier, who you know, we know he follows hockey like nobody's business, and he doesn't like the trade. He he stopped it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, stop. Let me let me try one more time. Do you like the trade? I'm trying to tell you how we work as a team here. But yes. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Know, something you don't understand. But here we go. Let's get into it right now, Big D. All right, here we go. Slick Rick on fire. Don't right. mess with Slick Rick, man. Here we he go. Take ba- your ba- eyes ba- out. Ba- I, you know what? I like the trade initially, but you know I could always be swayed with a little conversation. You, could, you should and, go to uh, Congress yeah, and be know, on man. one of these testimonies. And, uh, no, I think Paul but, is spot on. I think the Rangers should have went for a stud defenseman. <laughs> they already picked up uh, Tarashenko, who's a great player from the Blues. They got Zabanajay. 
They got Panarin. They got the offensive firepower. But like Paul was saying earlier, they can't keep the puck out of the net. So NHL playoffs will be heating up next month. I'm not sure the Islanders will be there. I'm hoping, but we'll see. All right, let me go to the Rangers, man. Do you like the trade? This is like Congress. A yes or no answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, That's all we're looking like. for. Yeah. Well, I, like got three, I got my you know, three minutes here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good trade. Okay, okay, let me go to the Islander fan next, and the person who knows the most about hockey here, all the three of us combined, would be Paul Nolan. Do you like the trade? You don't like it. It's not that I don't like it, no. I mean, you, anytime you get a guy like Patrick Kane, especially when they paid next to nothing for him, it, they it, they stole him because Patrick yeah. Kane said, I will not re-sign with Chicago. I only want to go to the Rangers. Trade me there or you get nothing for me. And the uh, Blackhawks are out of it. Can't go wrong taking him. But the the... the Rangers are stacked offensively right now. They are firepower every which way. They have three lines that can put up ridiculous numbers. And um, if they had one stay home junkyard dog defenseman, I don't. I think it would make all the world of difference. Yeah. Or if they had a top checking line, two way center on their third line, I think they'd be way better off. But listen, if they can win seven six and you know six five, you know all power to them. I just hope they lose every game. And I hope the next time. In the ending, the real thing here is that it drives you crazy that they have a shot to be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. to me, every time they go on a short road trip down to Lake Philly, I just hope their uh, bus slides off the road and <laughs> no, ends up in no, 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 you don't. No, take it back. You don't hope that. No, 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 you don't. But, but now you do hope, a... No, you're right. I take it back. I hope it slides off a marine and hits their booster club on the way in. That comes, it always comes but, back to but now. But now, yeah. Paul, you do have a Ranger fan in your household. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, when the, I married, I'm married to. <laughs> yeah. When I uh, when I you. asked my father-in-law, I, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, Mister Fife, I uh, love your daughter. I want to take care of the rest of my life. Can I have a uh, permission to marry her? I promise I'll be good to her. He said, "Can't do it, slugger. Mixed marriages don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed marriages. What are you talking about?" She said, "Well, Ranger fan, Islander fan, no go." <laughs> he walked away. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's a funny good. guy. That's a great story. He's a cool dude, man. He, he left you sweating. So he? what finally what what, what finally uh, got him to roll over? I paid all the bills. Okay. 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 <laughs> all right, very good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anything else in sports, Slick Rick? Well, I got another story. It's going to be too, a little too long, so I'm going to turn it oh, back to you. I'll, I'll you got two minutes. Go ahead. you got plenty of time. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Okay, here we go. Republican state push to ban men from women's sports. This is Spencer Lindquist of, where else? Breitbart. Ohio, Nebraska, Kansas, and Texas are all pursuing legislation that would prevent men who identify as women from competing in women's sports. The Ohio Republican Party is set to reintroduce legislation that would defend women's sports Republican House Speaker Jason Stevens noted at a press conference that the legislation aims to protect the integrity of girls' sports and make certain that biological males cannot compete in female-only athletics. Sounds like a good initiative. Republican State Rep uh, Jenna Powell also added that across our country, female athletes are currently losing championships, scholarship, opportun scholarship opportunities, medals, education, and training opportunities, and more to discriminatory policies that allow biological males to compete in girls' sports. So this looks like it's getting a lot of traction also down in texas um so uh, uh, uh lieutenant governor dan patrick has listed his legislative priorities which includes preventing men from competing in women's sports at the collegiate level as well texas already has legislation that defends women's sports in public schools texas governor greg abbott has vowed to sign legislation defending women's collegiate sports so these states are on the right track so i guess you'll have the, all these uh, transgenders will not be playing ball in those states they'll be going to california they'll be going to new york so hopefully they get on the stick too and that's a wrap in sports big d Back. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. More to do. Glad you're in. As always, we'll be back right after this.
All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick did some sports. We'll do some more. Rick uh, Delgado's got what even is that coming up top of the hour with news that you may have missed. He says while you were being distracted or something to that effect. So we'll um, keep track of that at 9 o'clock. Paul Nolan's going to do the news here in just one second. But we spent a little time yesterday on the... um, the energy department's report about the lab leak being the what they think is the source of COVID-19. No surprise to anybody who has any sense about them or looked at the facts over the last couple of years, as that was always a real possibility. Um, and so the story comes out from the energy department. And um, I'm watching the media last night when I got home, and I'm watching a little bit of it, some some of it today. And it's just it's just interesting how. Now, all of a sudden, the framing from those who don't want to give in on the lab leak even being nothing more still than a conspiracy theory is, well, what, well why, is the energy, why is the energy department doing this for? Oh, did you see? They said low level of confidence. So that's like, uh, and then you have mainstream media, lame hosts like this last night. Cut one, G. Roll that. The Department of Energy released a new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. Now, stop it for a second. I Number one, it. he stole that from, uh, he stole that from, what's his name, when he was on the show in that clip I played John last Stewart. night. John Stewart. John that Stewart. was his pangolin. Maybe a pangolin kicked the penguin. That was, that was his line. So right. he's, number one, he's stealing material because he's, his writers suck. Yeah, they suck. And, and remember he's useless. Some, and he's useless, yes. And remember, this is the guy who did the, the dancing... The dancing syringes. Yes, the syringes. dancing syringes. And whose uh, parent company is probably, Pfizer. I don't know, a couple hundred million into Pfizer and these, these places <laughs> every year, right? Would you say? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's essentially he's essentially an infomercial for Big Pharma. Right, he's a simp. If you could be more of a simp, he's it for Big Pharma and for yeah, he's Fauci. Billy and for, Mays. Yeah. He's Billy He's a propagandist. Exactly. Go ahead, G. Nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're... If you're some, can we get some civet fingers, please? Now, if, like me, you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment, it's because that agency oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. No, no. Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations. Okay, stop, stop it for Stay- a second. Isn't it interesting with these, with these people, <laughs> these um, communists, Marxists, the way they think, the left, when it, came to, when it came to COVID, it was all government uh, all entities the all the time. <laughs> Didn't matter what how much time they had didn't matter what they said didn't matter what came out it was trust all of them all the time especially when it came to how dare you question anything that comes from the fda from the cdc from hhs all of them were held into this godly form by people like him and now something against the narrative comes out and it's like you can't take these government agencies seriously the energy department it, it, it's really quite, it's really, you know, that's why, that's why people, most of the country doesn't take Stephen Colbert seriously oh, at all. And he, by the way, his job is really to be funny. He's not even good at that. No. And that's yeah, why nobody it, watches him. 
Have you seen the ratings for these late night TV? Remember in the day when late night rating, like getting on late night TV was the ultimate of all ultimates where like it was the be all end all of every comedian's dream. Yes. And now here we are. We have these shills who have been completely co-opted. It's. This is the state of America, and it's disgusting. I mean, this is this is like a like a lesion on a on a person with like skin cancer. This is what it looks like on society. This is the, he's just disgusting, and he he makes me ill. And I'd love to smack him silly. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> your lane. You don't see. Stay in your lane. You don't see. Here's the audience. You don't see. You don't see the Census Bureau building nukes. But whatever. Now, Who meanwhile, remember this, too. Every, oh, one, every single person in that audience uh, kneels at the altar of um, big government Gosh. agencies. Because you can't yeah. get into that audience unless you've got nine shots. Yeah. They won't let you in the building. As they sit there and clap and yell, <laughs> yell about not listening to government agencies. Right. Go figure. <laughs> That's the best part. You know, they're like, like, oh, we're such rebels. Wait, what the government say? Yeah, I better get my shot. Let me put my mask on. Let me stay six feet apart from everybody. Let me do exactly what I'm told. And then go all listen the to time. a guy monologue about how we shouldn't trust government right. agencies. Yeah. So then here's even the better one. Now, I've, I have literally no idea who this is, but I believe this is the person that replaced the first lame on Comedy Central. Who I thought really couldn't get unfunnier. Who, Trevor Noah? I think. Yeah. Oh, this is the guy who replaced him. Cut two, G, roll that. Sources at the Department of Energy tell CNN that the report has, quote, low confidence. Low confidence? How can you conclude something with low confidence? That's not a conclusion. I think the word you're looking for is... Guess. <laughs> By the way, conclusion with low confidence is such a f- boy move. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you're dating someone and they go, babe, what are we? And you're like, Sarah, I can tell you for sure, I don't know. <laughs> now, even though they had low confidence, the Department of Energy came out and said COVID was a lab leak. And now every f- idiot I went to high school with is like, apologize to me right now, Hassan. I told you I was right. And if your hand is bigger than your face, you're gay. Now, to everybody touchdown dancing about this, how long have you been rocking with the Department of Energy? Oh, you've been with them since day one? Hey, what's your second favorite report from the Department of Energy? So there you go. So that's, (laughs) that's, that's quite terrible. That's what passes. That was painful. that's what but the good is. news is, right, the guys, the good news is he's just brown enough to appease the network yes. and uh, light enough for all audiences to enjoy his terrible humor. Yeah. And you notice how many times he had to go to the F word to try and get the uh, laugh. Always. That's how you know it's like, ah, this is a struggle. Yeah, a, a struggle with the understatement. <laughs> so, all it's right, just let's amazing. Do... Did you guys hear the, obviously, you all saw Woody Harrelson, right? Yes. I saw him, Yep. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he went on and he just completely <laughs> went off script. And- obviously, no one saw that script coming. <laughs> right. And now, did you remember the audience reaction to that? Yeah. It was so, it was like, nervous. Yes. It was nervous applause. Yeah. It's just amazing that what, like, what kind of audience members go to these things. You know, anybody who still goes to them was so, um, 
tone deaf to what's really going on. You know, and they they think everything is a conspiracy theory, and, and the government would never lie to them. So I thought that was interesting. I was hoping we could uh, maybe play that clip and, and break it down too, maybe tomorrow or something. Uh, yeah, I don't think we have that tonight, but we'll look for it. All right, let's do the news though, Paul. Since you're onto things. Um... 38 past the hour, and here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? You know what? I'm going to change gears. I was going to, I was going to do a story about a Belarusian uh, attack on a Russian player. We'll save that for another discussion. But this is new data analysis from the Smith Heart Institute of Cedars Sinai found that deaths from heart attacks rose significantly during the pandemic surges, including COVID 19 Omicron surges, overall reversing the heart healthier pre. Uh, pandemic trend, which, you know, studies have proven that heart disease had gone down, I think, for eight straight years, and it's gone down quite a bit over the last 20. Uh, using uh, data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the National Vital Statistics System and CETA-CINA researchers identified 15, uh, 1.5 million deaths from heart attacks, medically uh, called acute myocardial infarctions uh, between April 1st, 2012 and March 31st, uh, 2022. Investigators then compared age-related mortality rates between pre-pandemic and pandemic periods, as well as demographic groups and regions. So the key studies uh, uh, that came from this, the key findings, excuse me, were in the first year before the pandemic, there were 143,787 heart attack deaths. Within the first year of the pandemic, this number increased by 14 percent to 164,096 deaths. The excess in acute myocardial infarction associated mortality uh, has persisted throughout the pandemic, even during the, uh, the most common period marked by a surge of uh, presumed less virulent Omicron variant. Researchers then found that the acute myocardial infarction deaths uh, during the pandemic increased across all age groups with a relative rise in the most significant for the youngest group, guys, age 25 to 44. What have we been talking about since Jump Street, right? Mm -hmm. um, by the second year of the pandemic, uh, the observed compared to predicted rates of heart attack death had increased by 30% for adults from the age 25 to 44. Think about that, 30%. 25 to 44, and by 20% for adults 45 to 64, and by 13.7 for adults 65% and older. So um, I can go on with this article because it's really great. I'm going to put it on my getter page. By the way, I'm closing in on 10,000. Thank you, everybody. Um, you can catch me over at P-O-P-P-A, Papa Nolan, pretty active over on getter. Um, so I went through what I was looking at this thing. Uh, I started looking at all the news reports and I try to go to the mainstream clips and the constant excuse was the reason this, that this was being done. I, I, I watched six different reports and all six of them had said the main reason was because that age group, 25 to 44, were the least likely and the slowest to react to getting their COVID shot and their boosters. So they're to blame for not getting their COVID shot and boosters first. And they were the least responsible mask wearers. Um, and there was that, that was what the essential blame was in the mainstream media consensus. So I just thought, um, I thought that was interesting. And one of the things I found out was, you know, I found along the way was, you know, then I, and we, we talked about this on the show that Reuters had posted news. It was limiting the use of Johnson and Johnson's MRNA, um, vaccine uh, due to its risk for rare blood clotting. So that was a big article as well that came with it. So I just thought, you know, I just thought it was all a nice 
chunk of BS uh, all rolled up in a tidy little explanation. This study shows there's way, way, way more to this than the COVID doing this. This is all about, you know, you guys know what. What was the years, uh, Paul, of this study? This, uh, this started, uh, it, they, they looked at the numbers, started from April 1st, 2012 to 20, March 30th, uh, 2022. But then they went back through the, the beginning of the pandemic, through the pandemic, and each year after it. So the overall since that time is now a 30% increase in the year 22 to 23. So yeah. uh, it's just massively significant. Um, and, you know, just keep looking at all these uh, stories. Just Google died suddenly and you'll see 17. I have five stories now. The 20-year-old girl uh, dropping in her father's arms. Uh, you know, there's another, the 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 international surfer. It's it's one after another. It just doesn't stop. And, yep. you know, for us to blame it on COVID itself, it's especially that came from a lab and people have patents on this um, weapon. Uh, I think, I think the, uh, I think that anybody who trusts the mainstream media in this day and age is a complete moron. Well, I think in the coming, uh, think about some of the other studies, not only not only studies with fake uh, reasoning like that, but think of the studies we haven't gotten real information on yet, too, when it comes to pregnant women, mm-hmm. yeah. the CDC recommending the shot when they had no data on that. Uh, I got a feeling in the years to come, the numbers are going to be undeniable. They're going to be right in your face. But even those people who are going to deny it now will deny it then. No matter what the numbers say. All right, live from Studio 6B. Sports and news. More news coming up when we get back right after this. B13 to the hour on a Tuesday night. Real America's voice. Glad you're in. Uh, Rick Delgado's got a what even is that coming up top of the hour. Paulden is going to have some more news. Uh, Geofran holding it down as always. We got Crazy Town coming up. We got some. Uh, we got an LOL of the day coming up. We got some clips to get to. Uh, we'll get to Biden in the Supreme Court today. Um, Charlie Cook in National Review today talking about this. Uh, what the Supreme Court is gearing up to do and talk a little bit about that coming up as well but let's do some sports right now and here with that is slick rick emirati brought to you by of course my pillow and our code lfs6b if you want to shop at my pillow um 2.0 my pillow 2.0 buy one get one free right now with our code lfs6b at checkout slick rick what's going on all right big d let's get to some scores the theme tonight is team sports here we go ncaa women's sf austin 31 to 20 over new mexico state 445 to go in the third all these games are at the half right now in the nba uh lakers lead the grizzlies 49 46 nets over the bucks 62 52 hawks over the wizards 56 52 bulls on top of the raptors 46 44 nuggets 46 40 over the rockets uh kings and thunder 51 45 8 to go 
go in the second. Pacers and Mavs 10-9 just underway. NHL action. The Senators lead the Red Wings 5-1. That's at the end of two. Panthers over the Lightning 3-1. Also end of two. And sound like the Blue Jackets. They're up 2-1 over the Sabres. That's in the second as well. Islanders and Wild tied at one. End of first. Penguins and Predators no score. Kraken over the Blues. 1-0 end of one. And also end of one. Jets lead the Kings 2-zip. A couple of good NCAA men's basketball games. Plenty of action going on tonight. Duke right now leads NC State 59-49 in the second. Indiana trails Iowa 77-58. Virginia leads Clemson 59-51. And a final from earlier tonight. Marquette taking care of business by Pounding Butler, 72 to 56. Hey, we're going to do our LFS6B bracket uh, thing again this oh, year? Oh, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Sure. Who won it last year? Did we ever? I guess somebody did. What did we do for the winner? We got to figure out what we're oh, going to yeah, do we, for the winner. We did it through ESPN, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah, do we, uh, maybe a T-shirt giveaway or something like that. Or, at least. Uh, at least, yeah. For sure. Maybe we'll do two tickets to see us live, our first show on the road. Yeah. Oh, that's those a good are one. Com- yeah. Completely worth it. <laughs> yeah. Those, 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 what, those, those will be like an IRA. They'll be aging. You know, you'll have them. Well, they're going to be live in 20, 80, Those will go up in value like a 10 year bond. <laughs> it's like the Willy Wonka ticket. Uh, all right. Well, we'll figure that out. We got to do, do a March Madness bracket, though, for LFS 6B this year. So. All right. Well, sticking with the hockey theme, listen to this one, Big D. Gym teacher fired after throwing hockey stick at 11-year-old girl's head. This is Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. A substitute gym teacher in Detroit has been fired and barred from working in education after she reportedly hit an 11-year-old in the head with a hockey stick while aiming for another student. The substitute gym coach, Jacqueline Brown, received two years probation on Thursday for the incident that took place at Hope Academy Elementary School in Detroit in May of 2020. Hope Academy sounds like a private school. I know. Yeah, she she was yelling. Sounds and like doing... forty five grand a year. Yeah, she was, yeah. Well, she was Have yelling. A hockey and, stick uh, upside the head. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't get my laughing. I'm laughing at the part that she was aiming for another kid. It's like, what? What are you doing? Oh, like yeah, that, yeah, that story be, is so insane. Gonna... Yeah. If you're going to assault the child, make right. sure it's the right child. Right. right. The right child, exactly. Yeah, and unfortunately, oh as the story goes, uh, she was yelling and doing. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> It is a little girl. Uh, so she was yelling and doing some cussing, said Shakira Thomas, the girl who was hit with the metal hockey stick. The next thing I know, I feel something hard on the side of my head. According to Fox 2, Thomas suffered head trauma and received two staples from the incident. The news outlet also uh, shared pics of uh, Shakira's head after the staples had been put in place. My memories now, I got na- my memories, quote unquote, now I got to wear glasses and I don't remember real good, Shakira told Fox 2. It's like flashes. What happened that day, Shakira continued. I got hit on my head. I remember the kids just laughing at me. The family's attorney, John Marco, announced that the little girl's family is suing the substitute teacher, the school, and the staffing company that placed this particular teacher. Her excuse was she was trying to throw the hockey stick at another kid and hit her by accident, to your point, Rick, he said. When the mother of this little girl uh, gets to the school and is wondering where is my daughter, they couldn't even find her, Marco said. She was found wandering the hallways, confused with blood running down her face. Yeah, this is a pretty, pretty uh, you know, tough story. Brown uh, pleaded no contest to a charge of child abuse on Thursday. Her entering a no contest plea plea is legally regarded as the same as a guilty plea. Brown was ordered to attend anger management classes and needs court approval to obtain employment and education. Shakira is currently enrolled in a new school. And uh, Marco continued, what kind of teacher throws a hockey stick at a fifth grader's head? I mean, you obviously have to have something wrong with your head. I I think she should should stick to teaching. A little little checkup from the neck up might be appropriate. Absolutely, absolutely. So crazy stuff. And uh, that's a wrap in sports, Big D. I'm going to turn it back to you so you have some I time mean, there, for news. I mean, there's a lot of... Um 
there's a lot. I mean, the school, you know, this is why Massey, get, uh, his bill, one-line bill, get rid of the Department of Education. And this whole student loan debt that we'll get into here, and Randy Weingartner, Ugh. emphasis on the wine, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He was um, very upset today. What's, yeah, I know. What's going, on in sco- what's going on in school? Some of the videos coming out of some of schools across. Now, I mean, I don't know that every video I'm seeing all of a sudden is, of course, happening right now. But still, these videos that you see coming out of these schools with these the kids that have absolutely not even zero respect. They owe respect back to these teachers and to these monitors and these hall aides and these aides. See this kid who attacked his aide? Yeah, the aide I mean, stole Waldo. Did you guys see that? She uh, she denied stealing his uh, Xbox, and um, she's doing well, though. She's on the men, but that boy was 17 and 20, 270 pounds. And it looked like it. When he pushed her, she went flying. He launched her. Yeah, launched her. And then got on top of her and beat her from behind. Unmercifully. What's the, oh, what's the story with this kid, by the way? What is the, what is the story? He's, he's being charged as an adult? I believe he's being I charged. He's I being sure hope so. He's being charged as an adult, right? I believe so. Yes, and rightfully so. He should be. He should be. It's attempted mean, murder. It was. I mean, he yeah. could have killed her. That's attempted murder. There's I saw no another around. video of a teacher outside. Throw down with a kid with a student just today. She was I saw out it. cold, and he hit her. I think it was forty-two times. Could you imagine getting hit by a two hundred and seventy-pound person? who's out of control, complete rage, while you're knocked out, you can't defend yourself. What kind of damage would that do to you? I guess you don't that, miss teaching, guy, Big D. He's got to get 5 to 10. And hopefully um, he comes out of it I and do, he's a human being. I do miss teaching, to, miss, to be honest with you. I, I said this, I've said this all along. I left in 2007. I miss the kids. Of course, I was in music, so it was a little different. And, and actually, the school district I was in was a very solid school district. And at the time, the, the standards on these kids from New York State wasn't as outrageous as it is now. And certainly the kids, you know, the home life is different now. The, the number of kids come into school from, from one-parent um, one families or no-parent families is different now than it was back then. I started teaching in 94 through 2007. It was a different world. But um, of all the, I mean, and I used to have, by the way, I was doing music. I'd have 109 kids in the room at one time. And these, these teachers who would complain about having 14 kids in a room, I, they'd come down to the assistant principal's office and they'd complain about having too many kids in the room. And of you course, like I, was, I was friendly with all the principals, of course, got along great with all of them. And I used to sit in their office and just laugh when they'd leave. I, you know, I'd sit there and talk to them on my off periods the whole time. And the teachers would come in absolutely almost every day. And I'm sitting there. And they'd come in and complain to the assistant principals. I can't handle the I can't handle those kids. And she said, "Well, what's going on? Oh, Jimmy's out of control every day. And I got thirteen other kids. What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and they'd leave, and she'd look at me, and she goes, "Do you, do you believe this? Could you imagine any one of them doing what you do?" I got 109 freshmen in in, in the choir class in one time. 142 in the in the 10, 11th, and 12th grade choir one, at one time in the room. I never had a discipline problem. Well, you're 6'6", six, six, well, okay. plus pounds. He goes, you see that tuber in the corner? Your mouth off? Sideways. Right. They exactly. feared for their life had something to do with it, of course, because I didn't take any of their nonsense. It's probably like Oz walking in there for the first time. <laughs> Damon's Damon music picks class. The, he picks the biggest kid out, throws him down, puts a tuba over his head, and says, who's next? And they no. all just sit down. <laughs> Nobody could chime in in that class, that's for sure. He's, um... <laughs> but, I, I mean, I never, never... 
even contemplated some of these videos that you're seeing with these teachers and these kids and the, and the way the kids behave and the way the teachers, quite frankly, behave. I mean, it's just a, it's a different world, man. All right, hour two coming up. What even is that crazy town? Student loans? We'll get into all of it. Two live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Paul's doing news. Rick Delgado's got what even is that coming up here in a second. Geo Fran holding it down as always. We'll get into uh, Crazy Town coming up here in hour two. Joe just won't let the MAGA Republicans take away Medicare. We've got that coming up. We have the LOL of the day. Kamala. She'll get you online. <laughs> awesome. That's coming oh, up. Can't wait. Is can't it going to be in a McDonald's parking lot? And uh, what'd you say? Is it going to be in a McDonald's parking lot? Well, no parent, as you know, should have to go. Right. <laughs> I think we've heard that speech enough that we could probably do it ourselves at this point. But today he was, woo. like I said, I was thinking, man, Gio's hitting the bottle today big time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. Just um, so he could understand them. I want to say hi to everybody in the getter chat. D Davis, 1956. What's going on? Some uh, good comments in the getter chat about our last segment. Um, Gold digger. Gold digger said, uh, "Not a lot of testosterone." My wife's in the chat. <laughs> Your wife is in the chat. My wife's in the chat. Is that what you said, Paul? Oh snap! I called. Oh, that. That's funny. I'm just kidding. Uh, someone made a comment. She's definitely not. She's not watching. She doesn't even watch. You think she's gonna jump in the chat? <laughs> you don't even know we do a show. What was the comment, Paul? <laughs> she doesn't even talk to you at home. Not a lot of what? Not a lot of uh, testosterone in uh, in choir. Mm. I'll have you know that's not true. <laughs> Uh, have you know that's not true? Once the um, when I got there, There's not so the, many jokes right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was twenty four kids in the choir when I got there. Twenty four in the whole thing. And you went recruiting. Well, the kid, they just realized that there's somebody was down there who could at least make it semi cool for them to to be there and and whatever. So it was like Glee. Two years later, there was one hundred and forty two. Wow! Wow! So, and to be serious for a second about that, uh, I actually had a lot of kids, as I just typed in the, I had a lot in the chat. I had a lot of kids who wouldn't, you know, they didn't want to do um, automotive class or they didn't want to do art and they were problem. And they were, pro- they were problems for other teachers, but they, um, they gave it a try. And then once they would, you know, I'd connect with them on a, on a one-to-one level about, you know, a lot of kids wanted to do music outside of the kind of music we did. They wanted to, you know, create beats and be, ra- you know, whatever. So I was able to talk to them and deal on that because I was doing all those kinds of things in college in New York City, and I was playing in the city at the time and playing piano and all these, you know, whatever. So uh, I had a lot of kids that other teachers probably would have had problems with, to be serious. And now, you played in a high-end jazz band, do I remember you saying? But by the way, there were kids who had real talents, but they just were, you know, they didn't like anything else. All they liked was some kind of music, anything attached to music, but they didn't want to do, they were problems for math and English teachers because they didn't want to do that. They were just didn't care. They were right. failing students and everything else, but somehow they connected with me. That's why I could have 140 in a room at a time and not really have any problems. 
Well, because they were more the creative to teach that class. And then I'd get I'd get the principal who'd come in to watch us every so like once a quarter, and he'd be like, I, I don't understand how, and he would point out a kid is like this in your class. I, he gets thrown out of everything else. And I, well, he connects to music. I don't know what to tell you. Why don't you guys support the program more? We could do this for more kids, but no. Maybe he should sing his history lesson. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. It's time now for one of my new favorite segments here on this show. And that, of course, is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? All right, Damon. Well, thank you. And uh, I know that we are now basically slaves to the old 24-hour news cycle. But it seems like I've seen it happening more and more and faster and faster lately. Uh, What am I talking about? Well, the red pilling of America. That's right. The truth is actually starting to seep out. I mean, from the report out of the Department of Energy to the whistleblower who's lined up to help reveal the crimes of the Biden crime family, Mm -hmm. a lot has been going on. So I thought this would be a good chance, you know, to gather every get everybody together and get you all caught up. All right. I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Well, I beg to differ on that one, Joe, but aside from that, uh, the level of crazy, I think, has also been cranking up. I mean, over the past week, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to catch this, but more and more sickos or maybe nut jobs. I'm not really sure the proper medical term to describe these people. Uh, We'll call them wackos have been popping up as well, like this mental patient who... Seems determined to make sure that everyone knows that she is clearly off her meds since the acting gigs, I guess, dried up after that starring role in Demolition Man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check out this. Just a reminder, it seems like everyone needs it. Uh, Not just women get abortions. People with uteruses get abortions. Right. Trans people get abortions. Trans Uh men. Non-binary people. People of all genders get abortions. There you go. Love you. Well, of course she would be right. Women, and by that I mean real women, can get abortions. But for some reason, and I can't quite put my finger on this, nor would I want to, I don't think that's something she really needs to ever worry about. Like ever. I mean, seriously, what even is that? This dude saying, is she saying that she's never seen South Park? Mr. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison. Mrs. Garrison, you can't have an abortion. Don't you tell me what I can and can't do with my body. A woman has a right to choose. <laughs> no, I mean you're physically unable to have an abortion because you can't get pregnant. Ah, and then, of course, there was this mm. from Arkansas Senator Wacky. Matt McKee, who, during a discussion about a bill that would restrict health care for trans youth, trans youth, asked this question of Gwendolyn Herzig, a pharmacist who is a trans woman. I that you're a trans woman. A trans female, yes, ma'am, sir. Do you have a penis? Arkansas's Republican State Senator Matt McKee upsetting onlookers when he asked transgender pharmacist Gwen Herzig about her genitalia at a court hearing on Monday. That question was about the most dehumanizing, most embarrassing situation and public humiliation that I've ever been through. Why? Uh, that, that's a great question, Paul. How is that question humiliating? I mean, Somebody according to Herzig... Who went into Monday's hearing hoping that Republican lawmakers would be receptive to hearing a, the perspective of a trans woman and a health professional? Well, then what's wrong with the question? It seems perfectly fine to ask. Since this bill, according to this article from NBC, would prohibit phys- physicians in the state from providing most types of gender affirming care to minors, including prescribing puberty blockers or hormone replacement therapy or form. 
or perform transition-related surgeries. Also from the piece, it will also allow anyone in the state who was manipulated into receiving gender-affirming care as a minor to file a mob practice lawsuit against physicians for up to 30 years after they turn 18. I mean, that sounds like a good thing. So since this legislation, that could have a dramatic impact on a child's mental and physical life. I think it's fair to ask, since you're advocating for this, um, how far did you go? Are you for real? Or are you just playing dress up because, well, you heard there's a lot of money to be made? I bet the only reason he's reacting to this is, well, because... That ain't no woman. It's a man, man. Yeah. But the crazy doesn't end there, because there was more crazy on display, and it showed itself on SNL. When now five-time host Woody Harrelson, who looked like he just survived Hammer Fight Night at the Pelosi house... (laughs) made this joke about a script he said he turned down back in 2019. And I told you, I am never going to let this go. Roll it, G. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? <laughs> Being forced to do drugs? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Hollyweird must have lost their minds, but you got to hand it to Woody the Pothead telling the woke mob right to their face, hey, guess what? We know it was a scam. And after all of that, if that wasn't enough to poach your potato, well, how about this? From a company called Asda comes the plant-based vegan mashed potato. As if being just a root vegetable wasn't enough for a potato. Now this company has improved upon nature for all you finicky vegans out there uh, who instead of this have opted for this. As you can see from the ingredients, these vegan mashed potatoes (laughs) are a whopping 89% potato. Crazy, I know. I usually opt for 100% potato, but whatever. It seems like the scientists over this company, Azza, have gone to great lengths to ensure your mashed potato is 89% pure. That's right. Rest assured, there is no meat in their potato. Of course, I thought that was crazy, so I actually had to look into it because I was thinking, maybe I'm the idiot. Maybe it's one of those things that we think is a vegetable, but is actually a fruit. Nope. Not me. Last time I checked, there is no meat in these potatoes or in this potato. Nano, no, no. I don't know. So there you have it. Spanning the globe for things you might have missed since you were focused on Chinese balloons, train derailments, and of course, that dancing fool in Ukraine that's stealing all of our tax dollars. Speaking of potatoes, statement back to you. See, there you go again. What? Why do I always have to get worked into the last joke? What joke? I was just, I was, just throw, said, I, was thro- I was throwing it to you. You said, just, spe- you said speaking of potatoes, right? Damon, I should know better. <laughs> Damon, back to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love potatoes. I think everybody does. Okay. So okay. there you go. <laughs> I see what you're doing all these every time we do one of these. It's fine, yes. though. Yes, Congressman. Yes. <laughs> I'm answering the question. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. So, um, I mean, I don't. Getting back to that that question that the congressman asked him, why, what is the outrage of that question? <laughs> Just say yes. Or no. Or no. We'll know how far you went. Like, a good, you raised the point. You're pushing this. Well, how far did you go? Right. 
If you're if you're going to advocate for drugs and surgery for a minor, well, did you lead by example, or are you just doing it because hey, this is kind of cool? I could make some extra bucks. You mean I could? Uh, yeah, I could sign up for this. Great. That's what we're seeing, right? We've seen the reports that this is a big money maker to these some of these oh, hospitals. Huge money, and it's a never-ending amount of money. It's like ten years worth of money, and then some. And now they're showing long-term effects are going to lead to way more medical problems down the road. Crazy. Um, do you guys see the story? Like, so just this on the subject, you know, Holly Weird is just some one lunatic, like Charlize Theron. You hear that? Like, I think she says she has two kids that are in the same transgender, whatever. Um, which the odds of that is like 165,001 or something like that. Um, And Angelina Jolie, her kid wanted to be a boy. She was a little tomboy, great little athlete, and now has flourished into a woman and she's advocating, please don't change children until they know who they are. And you'd figure her being a bit of a wacko. She wouldn't, but it's nice to hear somebody in Hollywood at least speak against this lunacy. I'm sure there's yeah, so just, many people in Hollywood that would like to speak against this lunacy, but just obviously can't because they need to still have a career. Yep. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it just really is. I mean, I saw Matt Walsh uh, was at the bill signing today <clears throat> as they try to make a difference as far as they can. And I believe it was Mississippi with Governor Reeves or Governor Tate or somebody on a bill signing outlawing all of this. In, the, in that state, and I know they're, they're trying to get Bill Lee in Tennessee, I believe, to, to also introduce a bill. But it's going to be up to these states to have to lead on this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just wonder if this falls in, because I don't know if we ever, we didn't dive into it last night, but that whole discussion of a national divorce, how does this figure into something like that? I don't know. Well, if I have time, I'll get to that. I was horror with this piece over in the blaze a couple days ago. We already have a national divorce. It's just one-sided. So uh, if we have time, we'll get to that. Well, I have a story related to this. News and sports when we get back. Crazy Town coming up. LOL of the day as well. A lot to get to still. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people. You pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. And you do not have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts over at covidtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let covidtaxrelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit covidtaxrelief.org. That's covidtaxrelief.org. Check them out now. 
That's covidtaxrelief.org. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Let's do some sports right now, and sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Visit MyPillow.com slash LFS6B for all the great stuff that Lindell offers. And, of course, MyPillow 2.0 is now available with temperature-regulating technology. If you want to get a great night's sleep, you got to sleep on a MyPillow. Uh, use our code LFS6B at checkout. We appreciate when you use it. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, back to the scoreboard. Big D, NCAA Women's Basketball Division One. SF Austin leads New Mexico State 54-52 and a half to go in the game there. A quick NBA jump around there. The Grizzlies 93-84 over the Lakers end of three. Nets uh, and Bucks in a good one. 83-82. The Bucks now in first place. They, they jumped over the Celtics because the Knicks beat the Celtics last night. So two to go right in the third. And uh, Hawks lead the Wizards. 90 to 85. Bulls over the Raptors 80 to 79. All those games are in the second. And uh, NHL action. The Senators taking care of business against the Red Wings 6 to 1. That's 13 to go in the third. Panthers lead the Lightning 3 to 1 in third as well. End of two. Blue Jackets and Sabres. Blue Jackets lead 4 to 1 there. Islanders and Wild in a good one. 9 to go in the second. Tied at 1. Predators and Penguins 0 0. Dirty Harry and the Getter Chances. Give the Predators some love. The Nashville Predators. They're looking to get a play off spot there as a lot of those teams are getting ready for the big NHL playoff push. NCAA men's basketball talking about a push. March Madness. Tomorrow we're in March, baby. And at the end of the month, it's going to be March Madness. Well, we love those two weeks. Uh, Kansas. Number three Kansas right now underway with Texas Tech. Just uh, four, four to two is the score there. Tennessee. Number 12 Tennessee who never wins for me. Uh, uh, right now leads Arkansas nine to five. 14 to go in the first. Ole Miss over Texas A&M. 17 to eight. A couple of finals. We talked about more Marquette and Butler, 72-86. Marquette defeating Butler earlier tonight. And uh, Duke beat NC State, 71-67. Iowa, the great state of Iowa, over Indiana, 90-68. And Virginia closes out Clemson, 64-57. And here we go, a couple of stories, Big D. Well, here's a guy whose career definitely does not need a boost, and you'll see what I did there. Novak Djokovic breaks Steffi Grass record for most weeks as world number one. ESPN News Services. Novak Djokovic is atop the men's tennis rankings for the 378th week, breaking Steffi Grass' record for most weeks as world number one. It's surreal to be that many weeks number one to match Graf. One of the all-time greats, Djokovic said Sunday, just being amongst these legendary names is flattering, and I'm proud of it. Djokovic has 6,980 points in the ATP rankings, 200 ahead of second-ranked Carlos Alcaraz, uh, the 22-time Grand Champions uh, Slam champion, returned to the top spot last month after winning the Australian Open. Graf, also a 22-time major champion, was number one in the women's rankings for 377 weeks, way back before retiring in 1999. And uh, Martina Navratilova spent the third most weeks atop the world ranking, 332, followed by Serena Williams, 319, and the great Roger Federer, 310. Djokovic, who's recovering from a hamstring injury, suffered last month in Australia, said he's pain-free as he prepares for this week's Dubai duty-free tennis championship. So so, you know, uh, Djokovic is a great ambassador for not getting vaccinated, and here he is, man. Unbelievable. Can you believe that record? That
That is such a feat. Fantastic. And uh, NASCAR, Kurt Busch not cleared to race after concussion. A little NASCAR news. AP report, Kurt Busch still has not yet been cleared by doctors as his career remains prematurely curtailed because of lingering effects from a concussion suffered in a wreck during qualifying last summer at the Pocono Raceway. Busch, 44, instead is now a de facto consultant for old 23XI racing team and Toyota. That's Michael Jordan's team. He uh, counseled Travis Pastrana at the Daytona 500. He championed crew chief Billy Scott. So he's still in the mix. He's still in the garage. But, you know, at 44, he's still got a little bit of, you know, race in him. So he's going to want to get back in there. So we'll see if he gets cleared to race. And um, and that's a wrap in sports. Big D. Got a couple other stories coming up a little bit later, including one about Michael Jordan. Speaking of Michael Jordan, his uh, his championship, his finals shoes are going up to bid at Sotheby's today. So Mm. big bucks, baby. All right. I'll get the checkbook out. Um, Thanks, Greg. We'll do some more sports. A couple of breaking news stories here. Uh, Chicago, we obviously know how far you have to go to get kicked out of Chicago as the mayor because Lori Lightfoot has now lost. She's now out as the mayor of Chicago. Not only did she not win, she didn't even come in second. She came in third. Wow. All right. All right. All right. So Paul Vallis. Vallis. With 153,747 votes, with 35% of the vote, wins the um, Chicago mayor nonpartisan general tonight. Wow. Now, let's uh, keep in note of that name, and let's see how long before Paul Vallis is completely insane, too. Well, he could already be. I don't know. This may be just a lesser, you know, who knows? Well, I, I think the story really here is how many days do we have to wait until we get the, uh, you know, the, the missing ballots that are found that put her over the top? Well, let me tell you this. She's going to need uh, to put her over the top. She's going to need to find 100,000 in a race that there was only about um, 380,000 votes. That's okay. Yeah, she could find so, it. Yeah, it, it just matters who I counts. I wouldn't hold for. my breath for that, even yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> Not like she came in a, a quick second. She came in a distant third. So she's out. Um all right, so let's do. Uh, we'll do. It. We have time for a little news here, Paul. Then we can do some more when we get back. News, by the way, is brought to you by our friends at Early Treatment Meds. And if you saw my post on Getter today, our LFS six B still gets you fifty percent off the long haul COVID pack and the early treatment pack, and the FLCCC doctor. Um, all the doctors over at the FLC Frontline FLCCC put out their new prevention pack today, uh, pamphlet PDF about. Uh, coronavirus, influenza, and RSV. And what do you know? There it is. The Basically, the early treatment and long COVID pack, two of the three ingredients are now on the list. The nitrous oxide and the ivermectin are all part of the treatments for both of them. So 50% off both. The links are on our getter page. You'll see my post at the top of the page if you want to take advantage of that. 50% off with our code LFS6B uh, until, uh, as long as that lasts, which I don't know how long that's going to last. From the company, very nice of them to do that. Uh, Paul Nolan, what's going on in the news? I got a quick story here. A group of Pennsylvania Republicans demanding that Democratic Senator John Fetterman either appear on camera and demonstrate he is capable of doing his job or failing that he resigned from his federal office. Fetterman has been hospitalized for nearly two weeks due to reported clinical depression, whatever that is. Uh, little is known about his status as an in, uh, as an inpatient at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, though his staff on Monday uh, that he is uh, on the path to recovery is what he told them. So um, the uh, yeah, the group that's uh, pushing for this, uh, you know, um, I think they have a good point here. I mean, we knew, in, you know, when he was, you know, 
stumping being used if, yeah if we yeah as a puppet you know with those french fat potatoes um you know we knew this was a uh, another puppet you know we knew it was another joke um well we also knew not, that he not was, even a pu- puppet he the guy was yeah. the guy suffered a stroke he could barely speak um, worse than biden and we knew he was being used for this seat. And as soon as, as soon as the opportunity presented himself to get rid of him, they were going to try to do that. Now, if this is it or not, we'll see. His wife took the kids and went, you know, to Canada. She, yeah. So she really cares. Yeah. She's out of here. <laughs> and now we're demanding proof of life. Well, they put out a picture of him today and a statement from his office today saying that um, it's going to still take some time. But there's a whole date thing here about it how to get him out of office and we'll get into it when we get back live from studio 6b on a tuesday all right 30 minutes past the hour live from studio 6b so student loans, um, I guess I didn't realize, I was lucky enough that I didn't have any student loans, but I guess Obama pretty much nationalized the whole industry. Were you aware of that, that there's no real private companies anymore that do student loans? It's all basically through the government? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, you know, there's, there's estimated about $1.6 trillion in student loans out there that are basically government loans that we're all on the hook for. This is $32 trillion of fiscal operating debt, $250 trillion in unfunded liabilities. And Joe Biden thinks that by the stroke of a pen, he can incorporate student redistribution of wealth welfare by executive order. And um, he wants to forgive somewhere in the neighborhood of about $500 billion to somewhere about a trillion on the top end of these loans. And the Democrats are screaming about it today that it's not fair, that it should happen, and you all should be on the hook for it. Now, it do, they don't care if the people who... And by the way, these loans don't have to be spent on their education. Are you aware of that? That I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's pure insanity. You could take it to Vegas if you wanted to. Oh, nice. Mm. Well, I'm in now. Well, that's that's what some of these universities are, right? Because you're really gambling away that money with a with a four year degree yeah. in uh, women's studies of feet. Um, do you think everybody who took a loan, number one, used it for education? Do you think everyone who took a loan represented to the to the government or to the bank or whoever they took it through? Um, proper representations of their ability to pay it back? Well, of course not. But none of that matters to any of these people today as they're standing in front of the Supreme Court arguing that the president of the United States somehow has the power to just do this. And there is not a place in the Constitution that you will find it, that he, that he has the power to forgive debt. You will not find it. Not in the debt clause, not in the spending clause, nowhere. But here the Democrats are today arguing in front of the Supreme Court about the Constitution, about the law, about following the law. Another 
another example of when they can wrap themselves in it, when it benefits them, they do it. But the Democrats at any other time try to eviscerate separation of powers, try to eviscerate the Constitution whenever they can. They would rather rely on Biden to do his monarchy act like he did when he came into office and just tell one of his lackeys to just throw this together on a piece of paper and voila, vamoosh, $500 million to a billion dollars, gone. As if he has the power to do that. Cut zero, G. Roll that. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. And... Um, uh, I, I, I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that imp- implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get, get just freeing people from those obligations. Uh, so it, 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 the question of who gets forgiven, what are, if, to use the term of art that is out there, uh, is a is a debate. Do we use <laughs> whatever money there is for the broadest base of? Support of the th- those with um, Man. more people <laughs> with. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the point is the Come first on. part. Even she knew it back then. Come on. And there's the clip floating around of Biden at the CNN town hall saying, mm-hmm. "No, I'm really going to do ten thousand, not fifty, because I don't think I could do fifty. You know, by the well, no, you can't do fifty. You can't even do ten. There's no power granted to you in the Constitution that says you can forgive debt. Zero. And of course, as Rick points out correctly, the colleges are the ones who make out like robber barons here. Because you know what's nice about that, they'll write whatever report and study, and they'll and they'll condition your children for for the government. Keep pumping us all that juicy money and uh, all those uh, industry. All the, keep pouring it in. We'll write whatever study you need to back up whatever agenda you're selling. Yeah, we'll push CRT. Nice we'll indoctrinate your kids, and we'll make yeah. out great because the government will pay for all of it. Well, you'll pay for all of it. It's just a total redistribution of wealth. Let me get this straight. You'll give me gazillions of dollars, and I just got to write BS to make you happy? Yeah, I'm in. That's what it it sounds like. And you you have to ask yourself at some point, where where do we all fit into this? We have representation, supposedly, because we're a representative republic. We elect representatives to to go there and represent our interests. Where do we, the people, uh, uh, come into this negotiation? Of a, of a trillion dollars. If a nitwit with a pen can just go up, done. No, What's com- the point? We come in at the end. Because we're the ones that have to pay for it. That's, that's, that's our consideration. I think it was AOC, and I could be wrong. Uh, but it was one of these uh, Democratic nitwits who I believe on Capitol Hill was tearing into the banks. Remember that? I, I, I think we even played it. Tearing into the bank... Uh, the CEOs about student loans and all that stuff and, and criticizing them. And then she had to be reminded that, uh, well, the banks got out of the student loan business back in like 2009. Oops. Yeah. Because Congress took it over. The government took it over. And people like Rashida Tlaib and, and uh, Presley and all these, these, uh, American hating, uh, losers today in front of the Supreme court talking about, um, 
talking about following the law and talking about, yes, the president. No, we did this for the PPP loan. We did this for business. And they seem to leave out the fact that that was all gone through Congress. That was all spending appropriations through Congress. This is not. This is the stroke of a pen from someone who thinks he's running a monarchy. So as Charlie Cook writes today, reality does not change simply because Biden insists otherwise. And he says the Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the cases of Biden v. Nebraska and Department of Education v. Brown. The long-term stakes could not be higher. The proximate question in those cases is whether the President of the United States is permitted to use the 2003 HEROES Act to forgive up to a trillion dollars in student loans without congressional approval. The real question at hand is whether the executive branch will be allowed uh, to be as brazenly flagrant and cynical and lying into politically motivated spending binge that eats up 4% of America's GDP and thereby to signal that the limits on presidential power within the U.S. Constitution are functionally dead, which is exactly right. If you are of the view the president should not be able to do this, we hope that you will consider the following. From the start, um, President Biden does not actually believe that he can do this. The lawyers at the OLC who wrote the memo arguing that Biden can do it do not actually believe that Biden can do it. The Democrats in Congress who are insisting publicly that Biden can do it do not actually believe that Biden can do it. The media, full of journalists who seek to benefit from Biden's attempt, don't actually believe he can do it. Nobody does. At every step, the argument Biden is offering has been transparently false. Nobody in America truly believes that the United States is in the midst of an emergency that justifies the invocation of the 2003 HEROES Act. Because we are not. Nobody in America truly believes that the text of the 2003 HEROES Act allows the president to cancel, alter, or diminish student loan debt because it does not. And even if both of these conditions were somehow met, nobody in America truly believes that college graduates would qualify because they would not. Don't buy the spin. So we'll see here. Uh, uh, the, some of the oral arguments I heard coming out of the Supreme Court, it's clear to me that they're not going to get five justices to go along with this. You're going to get three. You're going to get the three libs, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yep. Oh, and I stand corrected. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't AOC, as Kevin from uh, Arizona points out. Maxine Waters grilled the, uh, grilled the CEOs. At one point, asking Bank of America Chairman CEO Brian Monahan, to which he replied, we stopped making student loans back in 2007 or so. <laughs> Ms. Waters replied, oh, so you don't do it anymore? Said, said Citigroup CEO Michael Corbett, we exited student lending in 2009. She then turned to Jamie Dimon at J.P. Morgan Chase, who said, when the government took over student lending in 2010 or so, we stopped doing all student lending. Yeah. So the government is willy-nilly, uh, I think that's the best way to say it, uh, just throwing money away. 
Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts today points to the wide impact and expense of the program three times during the hearing, saying it would cost a half trillion dollars. It's probably more than that. The program is estimated to cost $400 billion over 30 years. He said, quote, if you're talking about this in the abstract, I think most casual observers would say if you're going to give up that much money, if you're going to affect the obligations of that many Americans on a subject that's of a great controversy, they would think that that's something for Congress to act upon. Justice Kavanaugh suggested that the administration was using an old law, quote-unquote, to unilaterally implement a debt relief program that Congress had rejected. He said the situation was familiar, quote, in the wake of Congress not authorizing the action, the executive nonetheless doing a massive new program seems problematic. The idea that this 2003 HEROES Act which was meant for heroes who went and fought for this country and put their lives on the line. When they came back, they wouldn't be laid on their bills, I believe, was the original, uh, or laid on their mortgage payments or whatever it was. It, that's what it was originally used for. The idea that this is trying to be spun into what we're hearing today from people arguing that Biden has the power to do this is, this is um, just a sales pitch. For, this is just another quid pro quo by vote sales pitch of just nonsense. It'll never happen, but they sure will give those kids the hope that I'll vote for the, the sock puppet and mm-hmm. all scam. Yeah. Uh, and you heard stuff just a little bit of this, this, this moron. I think he's from New York, too. N- not a shock. Uh, I think he's from New York. Bowman. This is what he sounded like. The president has the authority to cancel student debt. <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> I, where? Just where? Where book. does he have that authority? I'd love to know where this guy thinks that. Period. Oh, period. period. We are demanding yeah. that the Supreme Court just follow the law and do what's right. What? What law? <laughs> follow what law? What authority does the president have and what law are they supposed to follow? And people stand there and listen to this idiot like he's knowledgeable. (laughs) And they clap. And they clap for this guy. I guess those are the ones who uh, have a lot of student loans to pay off for degrees that don't pay anything. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday, Crazy Town. Coming up when we get back in the LOL of the day right after this. Studio 6B, 13 to the hour. So let me correct myself on the mayor's race there. She definitely came in third, but I guess we don't have a winner. What we have is the top two go to the ele- go to the uh, top two advance to the actual, I guess, election. Oh, okay. So Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson, I guess both are the two that are going on. Lifefoot came in third, so she's done. So that, so it's not that Paul Vallis won and is going to be the next mayor. Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson advanced to the April 4th runoff in the Chicago mayoral race. So I believe that's what goes on now. So, All right, crazy town time, G. 
Uh, Joe won't let the MAGA Republicans take away Medicare. Oh, mega Republicans. Oh, Whoa. mega. I got to say it right. Mega. mega Republicans take away Medicare. Roll it. Let's see how many lies we can get. <laughs> you docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. Was that a sentence? What? You know why? You guys Wait. let us, you guys make us, allow us to live. Nurses make you want to live. I'm not joking. You lie there in the ICU, which I've done need for a, a restart long time, here. and you look at those machines, oh, yeah. and yeah, you know. Gee, can we restart flat. this one more time? Yeah, <laughs> I just got to focus in on that opening sentence. Well, good. is that okay, English? Listen. You docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and female. You know why? <laughs> Wait, what? You what, guys, you guys make us, about a allow us to live. <laughs> nurses make you want to live. I'm not joking. You lie there in the ICU, which I've done for a long time. How would they look know? Look at those machines. <laughs> you lie in the ICU, I've done that for a long time. The line goes flat. <laughs> His whole career. Over, but you get tired. <laughs> I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school. Oh, oh. does Jill know about this? My ear and couldn't understand him. She whispered so to me now. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't knew the one had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking. What? Pillow? My dad, if you have a seat, please take it. If you don't, come on up on stage else? with me. Take it. You know and. Robin, thank you for the introduction. Robin, my dad used to say it a little differently. My dad used to say everybody needs a little bit of breathing room. We weren't poor. We were a typical middle-class family. Four kids. We lived in a three-bedroom split-level home with a grandpa. And my headboard was up against the wall where my dad's on the other side. My dad and mom. <laughs> Oh, God. One night I remember my dad, you could hear how restless he was. Oh, I'm sure that's mayor what Bobby it was. Dyer, the mayor came out. To, I told the mayor he was very gracious with me, even though I'm one of those Democrats. <laughs> he came out to the airport to greet me, and I said, you know what the worst sentence in the, in the English language is? I'm at the airport. <laughs> Toughest job in American politics. You know why? You all know where they live. <laughs> no way to go to the Dunkin' Donuts or the local store without, Mr. Mayor, what about this? By the way, there's an awful lot of really good Republicans. But the MAGA Republicans are a different breed of cat. There you go. No, they're not bad or good. It's just very, they're very different. We expanded health insurance for millions under the Affordable Care Act. What? By making it easier to sign up and by making it cheaper to get better health care and affordable care, saving families $800 a year. Ooh. Where I come from, $800 matters. Right now, the government, our tax dollars, pay out through Medicare the help for the prescription drugs. If they have to pay out $159,000 billion less, <laughs> it's <like calculus laughs> less. They're laughing at them now. Again, sadly, the mega Republicans. The mega Republicans. <laughs> the Congress, those in Congress are threatened to undo the gains. They want to do away with that Affordable Care Act. So you know, you hear ads of the big spending Joe Biden. Here we go. In two years, I reduced the debt. I reduced the debt. $1.7 billion. $1.7 billion. Baloney. The largest deficit reduction in American history. I want to make it clear. I'm going to raise some taxes. As for my, 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 my mega Republican yeah, friends, of course you are. they say they want to reduce the deficit. <laughs> We did the math. 
Based on what we know so far, they could change their minds. Their plans would explode the deficit, increasing it more than $3 trillion over the next 10 years. They're the facts. Not making any of you. As they used to say, it's even it's no longer relevant. But Google it. You know, the MAGA Republicans in <laughs> Congress are uh, one of them. Do they still want to cut Medicaid? During the State of the Union, as some of you may have seen, remember when Marjorie Taylor Greene was yelling, liar, liar, Biden's a liar? <laughs> I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. We don't want to cut anything, I, so I, when I asked, I said, okay, you don't want to cut anything. Everybody who says we're not going to cut Medicare or Social Security, when I asked them to join us and reject the cuts in Medicare, wasn't it something? They all stood up. Like I said, I believe in conversion. <laughs> maybe they found, as my grandfather's, maybe they found religion. Look, make no mistake. If mega, if mega Republicans mega, mega. try mega. to take away people's health care by gutting the Medicaid and Affordable Care Act, that's their I dream. will stop them. Folks, watch me. Families across the country are starting to breathe this a little easier. What? Jeez. I still don't know what the opening sentence was. Guys, if we were like this, the cast, like the panelists for like America's Got Talent, he would get like a one, like if they rate him. That that is the worst impersonation of a president we've ever seen. That was a whole new low for him. That opening sentence (laughs) and and his erotic fantasy with the nurse. Yeah, that was creepy. And and the thing about his headboard against his dad's headboard. He was restless. Everything yeah. about That's what him they call was, it, restless. I feel like I got an STD <laughs> listening to him. Can you, can you give us just the opening sentence, she, without the, the crazy town oh. intro? Can you cue it up to where he started to speak? Oh. That was one of the... Uh, yeah. My headboard was up against the wall with my dad's on the other side. He was restless. <laughs> let me hear... Yeah, right, let, joke. All right, let me hear the... squeeze box. Dad, it never <laughs> seems that it's funny. Funny. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me hear the opening uh let me hear the opening sentence roll that if there's any angels in heaven they're all nurses male and female you know why you guys let us i think he said if there's any nurses in heaven they're all wait no if, if there's any angels in heaven they're all nurses male or female okay play it one more time now that we know what he said You docs are good, but there's any angels in heaven, they're all nurses, male and part, female. No. Okay. You know oh, why? I think I got it. You guys oh, you know docs, docs are good. Oh, the docs are good. All right, yeah, it's pretty clear. All right, LOL He's the day. Good LOL the you day. Let's saying. go to the smarter one of the two. Kamala will get you online. Roll that, G. <laughs> <laughs> Through this family, mm. oh, good. we also, through this program, realized, uh-huh. and this family of networks that folks family are working twice. on, family twice. realized, okay, so that's good. So we're going to now check off the affordability issue and the access issue. Got it. But how am I going to get on the internet? Oh, God. Mm. Right? You're getting all so And bad. so that's <laughs> where we designed into the program a one-time discount of up to $100 for families to purchase a laptop or a desktop computer or a tablet. So they do that I want to just now do a public service announcement and I need all the leaders here to help me. 
Okay. Oh God, I feel a laugh coming to up. To check if you qualify for the ACP. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> to check if you qualify, go to getinternet.gov. To check if you qualify, go to internet.gov. No, no, no. No, no, no. no the first first part. Well, which one is it? The first one you said getinternet.gov. Get. And then you said internet.gov. Right. She doesn't know. Uh, Just go to Best Buy, like G said. They do it there (laughs) all the time. You just get a tablet there. It's a weekly deal. (laughs) Man, her voice is is, 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 is torture. It's like like nails on a chalkboard. As always, we salute our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders. Oh, my God. EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, though, thank you to live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Real America's Voice right here live from Studio 6B.